I did all those weights. Oh, you started? Yes, I did. That's mean. Well, now the audience knows exactly what we're going to be talking about. I guess so. Yeah. Hi, this is Will. And I'm Karen. And we are still married. Today was an auspicious day. <laughs> because today is the day that Karen got her first vaccine dose. Ouch. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And I'm, I'm about, what, three weeks in? Are you that, that far in? Yeah, I'm actually almost a month in. Wednesday will be a month in. Oh, wow. After getting my second dose of, of vaccine. Now, I got Moderna. Right. And I got Pfizer. You got Pfizer today, the first dose. So um, your arm is a little sore. It is sore. The dude just jammed me. <laughs> right. so I'm wondering how much of that is because of the vaccine and how much of that is because the dude jammed you. I don't know. Was it a young guy? Yeah. Young guy? Young punk? Uh, young military guy. Mm. It was the FEMA place. The FEMA center or whatever. It's a FEMA, yeah, the FEMA vaccination clinic in our town. Yes. Uh, and they, boy, they got it, they got it down right, right. They do. It's like the lines and the dots and the people with the little flags. It's mm. like you feel kind of a mix between you're an airplane and you're at Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're waving these bright flags at you and you're snaking around the little line. Okay, so maybe we should start at the beginning. So when the vaccine, they first started getting the vaccines out, I was like, when I said vaccine, I became British for a moment. Yeah. I was totally thinking that I was no, there was no way I was going to get it. Were you really? Yeah. You really, you weren't going to get it? I really wasn't going to get it. How come? Because it's so new, you know? And it's like, how will they know? I mean, still, I was totally freaked out today because I don't know what's going to happen in like four years. You know, right. I'm going to grow like a extra ear or something you know if, if it helps you to hear better why not <laughs> not to get like more earrings and they come in pairs and then i'll just have this one extra earring that's a good point actually i hadn't thought of that yeah, yeah so. but but i could give the extra earring to my sister because she got the same vaccine because then she will have another ear too. oh there you go well i was okay. going to say there are some guys out there only wear one earring so maybe that's you can true. find that guy and you know give it to him you can get your ear pierced. I could possibly not ever. Yeah. Not I, ever. As if I've you haven't already. I've actually tried it several times and it's never stuck. Several? Several times, yes. It never stuck? It never stuck. I mean, it stuck. It stuck in my ear. <laughs> and then it I got mean. unstuck ah. uh, because it got infected every single time. No matter what I try to do, it got infected. It's terrible. Awful. Horrendous. Awful. Awful. Yes. Hey, you can be British. I can be <clears throat> gibberish. Okay. That's oh. fair. Okay. So you weren't going to get the vaccine when the first came I was not going to get the vaccine. Interesting. So what changed your mind? Um... A lot of things. And it's funny because I have a couple girlfriends and we both had conversations when it first came out. Like, yeah, no, we'll let everyone else be the guinea pigs and, you know, we'll get it in a couple of years. And now we all have gotten it. <laughs> and I'm the last. They all had theirs, you know, well before me. Yeah. But I think for me it was, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. A lot of really smart people that I really trust a lot got it. A doctor that I know when I saw his Facebook post, I'm like, all right. He's really, you know, he's not right. going to just get it. Right. It's, you know. Okay. Well, I was one of the lucky ones. I got it early mm -hmm. because uh, of my high blood pressure. <laughs> Aren't you lucky? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yay for high blood pressure. So I got it I got it early. I got Moderna, and I went to the same facility that you got it at, but it was before FEMA was there. It was done by the city. Oh, I thought FEMA did yours. No. I thought you told me FEMA mm -mm. did it. No, yeah. we, it was the same location as FEMA, but FEMA just recently started doing that oh. at the beginning of the month. Before that, it was just the Virginia Department of Health. Okay. So I got my first vaccine, and when I sat down to get it, I got it in my left arm, mm -hmm. and I didn't even, I barely felt the needle. I, I, like I, I was shocked. I was terrified when I first got there because the, the morning that I was about to go get my vaccine, I was bugging out 
for the same reason that you were. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a friend who reached out to whose father is a doctor, mm-hmm. and oh, we thought that I might have been exposed to COVID at one point. Yeah. Right. And that's why I was so. I, so I called her, and she called her dad, and her dad said, "Yes, by all means, just double mask and get in there and get your shots because these are hard to come by." So I went in, and with my heart beating out of my chest, I sat down and had my vaccine mm-hmm. in my left arm, mm-hmm. and I barely felt it. It was like. Well, that's it. This is all of us, right? Right. No big deal. And then I had my arm almost fall off for about what, a week. Was it? That was after the second one. Yeah, but the first one, I also I couldn't lay on my left side. Right? I sleep oh, on my left side. Right. I sleep on my left side, and I could not sleep on my left side. I had to sleep on my right side, which means I couldn't sleep very well. Yeah. Because I also can't sleep on my back. That's a whole other thing. So I got my first vaccine. My arm was sore for I don't know, three, four days or something like that, maybe a week, and then it was it was done, and then. Four weeks later, I went back for my second dose. Mm-hmm. And this one was a little bit, I felt it a little bit more, but still really quite painless. Yeah. Didn't feel it at all. <clears throat> but, boy, those side effects, rough. They were brutal. Yeah, they were rough. Yeah. It started kind of later on that night. I started feeling crummy. And by the next day, my fever was spiking. Yeah. To almost dangerous levels. Yep. Yeah. I think we were at, what, 104.5 is what we got to? Yeah, was point. it 104.5 or 104.7? I think it was 104.7, actually, now yeah. you think about it. Yeah, 104.7, just before, like, the doctor said, if, you, if it gets to 105, rush to the emergency room, and we came, we came really close. Yeah. So, so, But I have heard that there are, you know, it, it's not completely uncommon for that to happen. I was, I was looking it all up, and there are, you know, yeah. 104.9s in there and stuff that I saw. Yeah, but apparently at 105 is when your brain starts cooking. Well, you have to have, like, my understanding is there's other, like, seizures and, like, other things, you know, but, but you were, over, but, yeah. you were, I mean, you were fine. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say I was fine, but I wasn't, I wasn't delirious. I wasn't, usually when you have a fever, you kind of, uh, you lie around and you mope and you kind of, you, you, you sleep most of the day away. And I wasn't, I wasn't experiencing that. All I was experiencing was the high fever. Right, right. I was not nearly as worried as you were. My arm hurts. Okay, and then and my fever lasted for just a couple of days, and then I was fine. Yeah, pretty much just that day. Yeah, just that one, the, the day before. The, the, the day after that, I still was feeling a little crummy, but nowhere near yeah, at the level like at which I was, right? Like just right. barely. Right. So you got your shot today, and your arm is a little sore, so you got a set of dumbbells in your hand. Yes. And you're lifting weight at, weights as you're talking to us. And oddly enough, when I do this, it stops hurting. So I'm just doing curls right now with, how much weight is this, like... 10 pounds. 500 pounds. Wow. 1,000 pounds. That's amazing, those. Karen. Yeah. So right. it, it, I don't know if it gets the blood flowing or something. Yeah, that could but be. But it totally stopped hurting when I started yeah. doing this. Well, maybe you, you should bring that to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll bring some more water and Tylenol. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Speaking of Tylenol, when I had my fever, I tried to treat it with Tylenol, and it really didn't work that well. It, it brought it down a little bit, but nothing major. Uh, and it wasn't until we started taking on doctor's recommendation, was it Motrin? Yeah. that it started controlling my fever. And in fact, we were told to take mm-hmm. Tylenol and Motrin together, which is the first time I'd ever heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone else said alternate, but the one doctor said take them at the same time. Yeah, so when I did that, that was the last of my fever. It never came back mm-hmm. after I took the Motrin, which is pretty remarkable. It could have been well, coincidence. No, it but... went down to like 102. No, that's what, it... that was with the Tylenol. When I took the Motrin, no. that's when my fever broke. No, it was way up there even after the Tylenol. It was still getting up to 103, 104. The Tylenol, yes. Right, when I took the Motrin, it, it took it took an hour and a half for it to kick in. And then that's when my fever started breaking. Right. But it got down to like 102 for a long time. And then by the next morning, it was gone. It didn't automatically go to zero after you took the Motrin. 
Okay. You live in delirious. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe I, maybe I was feeling the effects more than I thought. I yeah. think you were, because I was. I mean, I was uh, pendiente. I was. What's the word for that in English? Yeah, pendiente. I was uh, pendiente. <laughs> I was paying attention. I was. Yeah. You were taking um, care of you. I don't know what's the word. You were vigilant. Yes. You were vigilant. Yeah. Okay, and then and then the only thing was that that my arm was very sore, mm-hmm. even though I put a cold pack on it mm-hmm. all night the night before. It was still really sore, and in fact, it wasn't until about three weeks after my shot that I was able to actually raise my arm over my head without wincing in pain. Yeah, that's odd that it lasted so long. Yeah. Because most people you hear like a day or two. Yeah. I, I have heard of people whose arms are sore, the muscles themselves. It wasn't yeah. like the arm, it was like, it's the muscle that yeah. for, for up to a couple of months afterwards. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm proud of you for lifting those weights. She's, she's still right now lifting those, those dumbbells. Uh, you don't hear them as much anymore because now she's using the two-arm technique. So. <laughs> well, I figure I should get my arms equally strong. <laughs> and they'll be equally sore tomorrow. Right, right. But I remember when I was a teacher getting the hepatitis B vaccine. And it, my, my arm, and I, I did it in my right arm. I didn't know it was going to hurt. The whole next day, it was so bad. And I'm trying to write on the board. It was hilarious because I had to, like, fling my arm up <laughs> with a little marker because it was a dry erase board to get it up there. <laughs> Once it was up there, I could write. And my students were laughing at me. It was pretty funny. Yeah, well. Yeah, we'll see how tomorrow goes. I don't know what to expect. Yeah, well, it's so different to everybody. It really you is. You just never know. Yeah. Never know. We have a friend who, after the very first Moderna shot, was uh, terribly sick. Who was that? Uh, Patricia. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you mean the ones... This was their first or second? This was their second. Okay. So she got really sick after the first one? So the first one, to the point where she was still coughing really badly. She had to go back to the doctor a few times afterwards. Wow. A few weeks afterwards, yeah. Yep. So it's, it's all different. Now, Patricia did contract COVID a few months before. I heard, and I don't know where I heard that, if I'm just making it up, that if you had COVID and then you get the vaccine right after, or too soon after that, it's difficult. Well, it certainly sounds credible. So I'd say if you're making it up, it sounds like it's a credible <laughs> source. So, so you, just, you just never know. Right. So now you, you, tell me about your experience getting vaccinated. Um, well, you know, I was freaking out and we were kind of laughing because I have a friend who's in a similar situation, so I've got some underlying conditions, which A, made me want to get the vaccine, and B, made me not want to get the vaccine. So I've been researching, you know, for, what, two months or however long it's been out, the different types, which one I should get, and I decided I wanted to get the Pfizer vaccine if I was going to get it. And then you got the Moderna, Mm -hmm. which we also thought was a good deal, because if one of these vaccines goes awry, our kid will still have the other parent. (laughs) (laughs) Not morbid at all. (laughs) Not at all. I like to call it planning, being prepared. So yeah, it wasn't bad. You know, you guys came with me and dropped me off, and I went in there and got quickly through the checks, and they just flagged me off to the next person and off to the next person, and I, you know, walked around. Everyone, there there were a lot of people there, but everyone was, everyone had a mask on, and they had stickers that you stood on, so everyone was standing on their little spot, so everyone was six feet apart. And uh, yeah, it was really, it was like a well-oiled machine. It, I was really impressed. It was very organized. I mean, it took me 20, 25 minutes to get my vaccine, but it, the line was, it was just because there were that many people. The line was moving, you know, at a decent pace. And at, at the end of the day, 25 minutes is really not a long time. It's really not for all those people that had going in yeah. there. And you hear of horror stories of people waiting for hours. Yeah. And 25 minutes seems like a, a blink of an eye. Yeah, I wasn't, it, it, it went pretty fast. And what was neat to me is just looking around and seeing all different types of people, every walk of life. Mm-hmm. You could see people that had on the fancy clothes and designer shoes, and then the people that, you know, were the opposite of that, and you know, every color and every ethnicity, and it just was neat. I, right. I, I don't know why I like that, but it made me have a weird sense of community. Right. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't know, I like that. Yeah. Well, I, I remember back in the 
9, after 9-11, where the feeling of we're all in this together yeah. kind of permeated the, the whole country. Though I don't think we're quite there on this one. No. Uh, there still are pockets of that that you feel every once in a while. Yeah. Well, when you're in that situation, like the vaccine, because that there everyone is in it together. Right. You know, so there's like the we're in it together people, and there's the other side of the we're in it together people that they're all in it together. Right. <laughs> so it was nice to be with the we're all in it together on our side of people. Yeah. Sadly, the we're not in this together side are making it difficult for us to find a way to develop herd immunity. So hopefully there will be enough of us. But we need seventy percent, I believe, or eighty percent. Yeah, seventy to, to ninety. To, oh gosh. Yeah. Hopefully there'll be enough of us to to offset the folks that that are choosing. And and I firmly believe it is a personal choice. I'm yeah. not saying anything against people no, who choose to get both sides. Yeah, and there are people who legitimately have concerns, people who have underlying conditions that perhaps might the, the vaccine might cause really bad effects. We know someone that we're mm-hmm. concerned about for that. But we I, I sorry, don't want to speak for you, but I never want to condone or condemn anyone for making a personal decision as big one as this one is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nope. I agree. So tell me about the the jab itself. How'd that go? That hurt. <laughs> and I get like I have to have blood drawn fairly regularly. Yeah. And I you know I don't like it. I never like it. And you know sometimes it hurts a little bit, but this like hurt. And I have you know I have a pretty decent pain yeah. threshold. Yeah. Well, you were vaccinated by a punk, right? Yeah. Some dude. He just wanted to you know move along, lady. Right. <laughs> Well, it's also in the military, right? And I'm trying to make jokes, right. and nobody ever jokes back. You know, so I feel like a Yahoo. You know? But so you, you mentioned he was in the military. He was, yeah. They were all in their camo. Right. Uh, and there were, you know, like all these tables yeah. that you, you yeah. kind of go to. And and from firsthand experience, I can tell you that in the military, they're not the most gentle. They they, they literally are like a factory. They just yeah, um, get in, ship them out. I was yeah. hoping to get a girl. Yeah, I got a guy the first time. He was a Norfolk firefighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second time, I got a nurse. Yeah. Woman nurse. Woman nurse. Yeah. So, and I've heard that for some reason Pfizer, the Pfizer vaccine, that the, the, the shot itself hurts mm-hmm. more than the Moderna shot. And I've heard that it's because Pfizer has to be distributed in a thicker needle. I don't know. I didn't really look. Yeah. I don't know how true that is, but this is what I've heard. And of course, thicker if you've heard long? it, bigger, bigger, okay. a bigger needle, which causes more yeah. damage to your skin. But it wasn't like, it wasn't that the initial... Like when I get blood drawn, like you feel the poke, but then it's like in there. This was like the, like past the skin point poke. It was like the into the muscle jab that hurt. Yeah. So you, both vaccines have to be injected into the muscle. Right. But if the needle is bigger, mm-hmm. going yeah. into the muscle is going to hurt more than if you know. Yeah. Now I don't. I could be completely making this up, but you know, if you read it in the internet, it's absolutely true. No, of course. Yeah. Of course. So. Well, my mom, she said it didn't hurt. Well, your so mom is like Wonder she's Woman. tough, man. Yeah. <laughs> she's tougher than I am. She really is. I guess I can take off this band aid. Ow! Can you see? I want to see where the hole is. Let's find the hole in the arm. Let's find the hole. Let's see how big this hole is. Why don't if you I can like stick a pencil in it or something, we'll know. Yeah, that would be bad. And, and your arm and your jab seems a lot higher than mine. Was. It was higher than I expected. Yeah, yeah mine was a lot lower. Than That's that. why I've been doing the shoulder exercises because it's like the top of my shoulder. Yeah. Oh, ow, ow, bandaid, ow. Yeah, that's a bigger hole than mine for sure. Is it? You couldn't see my hole at all. You could definitely <laughs> see yours. Yeah, this this sounds a little. Uh, yeah. yeah, I could totally see the hole. Yeah. Uh-huh. You couldn't see mine at all. No, you couldn't. Yeah. You, huh. you just looked at if when you look at that in the mirror, you can see you can see you see the poke. You see the poke. Absolutely, I see the poke. Well, it was a poke man. Yep. You I think poked. he was mad at my comment. What did you comment? What did you... Oh, my God. What did you say? No, it wasn't bad. I just said, hey, are you 100% sure it's not air or sailing in there? Because... <laughs> so but, you, you doubted know, his efficacy. Well, you know, 
me. I mean, I, you know, wanted to know, but I kind of was half joking, but not really, but kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. came off sounding like a joke, at least in my mind. In your did. mind. In his mind, he was like, who's this Yahoo and doubting me? And I think he me? was like, he's like, oh, no, it's 100% vaccine. Like, okay. You know, he probably is not the first time he's heard that. Probably not. That's the problem. He's Maybe. so sick of it. He's like, shut up. I don't want to hear it anymore. It's the vaccine. Right. So, no. anyways. So you should probably put a cold pack on it. You think? That's what the nurse told me to do. They didn't an, tell me anything. Yeah, the nurse told me Bam. to put, put an ice pack on it. He said, stop now your jokes, stab. <laughs> <laughs> Move along, lady. Now, having said that, when I put the ice pack on it, it did absolutely nothing because my arm still hurt for three weeks after. Yeah, because when I first came out, I think I told you it was hurting all the way down to my hand. It's yeah. like you hit a nerve. I guess yeah. it's in the muscle, so it's not really a nerve. But right, right. Interestingly enough, the same nerve. person that we just talked about, Patricia, mm-hmm. got her second dose today. Mm-hmm. Today? Yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Yesterday. And I reached out to her today to see how she was feeling, and she said that she could not feel her arm. Really? At all. Yeah. That's weird. Very weird. So I'm hoping that her arm will be back tomorrow. Well, I think I I was talking to my dad. He was waiting for the Johnson & Johnson originally. I'm sure, obviously, he's relieved he didn't get it. But he tested positive for COVID, and I still, I don't know if I think it was a false positive. I mean, maybe not. He was feeling crummy, but he's, you know, older, overweight, diabetes, and he was fine. <laughs> I mean, thank God. Right, right. But he like ticked all the boxes of things that, you know, if, if all this is wrong with you, it's going to be a bad result. Well, he so, might have had uh, the right type, blood type. Maybe. Right? You just never yeah. know. Yeah, you never know. But anyways, he, so when I asked him if he got vaccinated, he said no, they told him to wait until the end of the month. Why? I think because he had had COVID. So oh, so you, need, like, you need to wait a certain amount of time. Yeah, I think maybe. I think so. I think, I think you have to wait about... 30 days before you, and that's why they, when you register for the vaccine, they ask you if you've been diagnosed with COVID the last couple of weeks because maybe you have to wait. I wonder, you know how it's like there's that long hauler syndrome? Yes. So I wonder if there's still like a little bit of COVID in there and then the vaccine is like in hyperdrive trying to kill that COVID, but it's actually amplifying it. It could be. And that could be what's happening to Patricia. I mean, that absolutely makes no scientific sense the way I said it, but Uh, I'm glad you know what I mean. (laughs) I probably read it on the internet somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I write the internet. Yeah, so it it must be true. Must be true. Okay. My arm hurts. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's terrible. I know. You took me to pain. But you know what? I, I can't tell you the relief I feel. Yeah. Right? In, in, in a couple of weeks, you will have at least 50% protection. It'll be a 50-50 shot whether you get it or not now. And in two weeks after that, oh no, a week because you're Pfizer, so three weeks. Yeah. A week after that, you'll get your second dose. And then two weeks after that, you will be fully vaccinated and 95% yeah. protected. That's in what Five weeks. Yeah, that's wonderful. <clears throat> and then we'll be able to see our family. Yeah, we'll go to Florida after that. That'll be fantastic. Six weeks. Yeah. Well, now we just have to wait for now we now we just have to think about our daughter. Right. That's why I said six weeks because then my niece and nephew will if they get it Sunday, they'll have be they'll have <laughs> done with their second shot in the three weeks after that. Okay, yeah, very true. So and the reason for that is because our daughter is younger than sixteen, so she's yeah. not of vaccination age. And I know that's not hitting kids as strongly as adults, but our daughter could potentially have an underlying Right. Well the same thing that I have. We have been just so you can out there if you're listening we have a, a blood disorder same, disorder i guess it's the disorder yeah. it's called thalassemia it's similar to sickle cell in that it's a genetic type of anemia it's inherited it came from the mediterranean and there are several different types and different levels there's like i guess two different types and then within those types there's a couple different types and it can be the trait or it can be a major where you need transfusions and we are very fortunate we have never needed any transfusions we just get a little anemic from time to time but we don't know whether or not it's something that would cause you know, a really bad reaction if we got COVID because it is listed on the CDC website as a possible comorbid Comorbidity, situation. Yeah. Yeah. But possible, but we don't know for sure. So we have been erring on the side of caution and being 
crazy careful. And I know I've been driving my husband crazy, but you know, not crazy. My little one, not crazy. Our little one. So it really depends on what kind of thalassemia you have too, right. because the, the the carriers of thalassemia, which could indeed be exactly what you are, mm-hmm. it's been found that there is no additional danger. It hasn't been found. I thought it was found that for carriers, there was no additional risk, but if you have thalassemia proper, that's when they didn't know. I haven't found any conclusive answers anywhere. I thought we saw that on the I think the it's internet. like a higher probability that there's nothing. I thought I thought we read it on the internet, which means it's true. <laughs> it means it's true. But yeah, I actually wrote a thing to a hematologist today. I'm just trying to get some answers. Right. You know, it's hard. We don't because know. there was one study of this Italian group of people that had thalassemia, and that's kind of where it originates. And none of them had gotten COVID, and we're like, oh my gosh, maybe it's an immunity. But it turns out they were being Super incredibly careful. careful. Right. Yeah, so they're like, well, that blows that theory. You know, but maybe maybe it's immunity. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. We just don't know, and nobody seems to know. Right. And I guess it's not. There aren't enough people. Maybe it's it's not as prevalent as sickle cell. I don't know. So that it's not something that they're focusing on right now. Right in the periphery, but I'm focusing on it. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we all are. At least we are. We in the family, the biggest concern for us is our daughter because mm-hmm. she cannot get vaccinated and she is going back to school in the fall. Yep. And we're a little nervous about it, mm-hmm. but I think that if the majority of people are vaccinated in the area, mm-hmm. then the odds of her contracting it are much lower. We still need to talk to them and find out what they're doing as far as social distancing and masks and stuff. Well, no, they... I believe that they're still talking about doing the same. Have you seen, have you seen anything? Or heard, I haven't heard anything from them about that. I guess I just read it on the internet. <laughs> you're just making it up. <laughs> That's, just That's a good, it's a good point. We need to ask those questions. Yeah. So, <clears throat> all right, what else? Anything else we haven't talked about? As far as vaccines? Yeah. Mm, I don't think so. No, that's pretty much it. I mean, it hurts, but I'm sure I'll be fine. I'm drinking lots of water and doing my exercises and lifting weights. Okay. And I'm not terribly concerned about, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Okay. Well, then I guess let's wrap it up. I guess let's wrap it up. Right. But I feel like we need to talk about something fun. This was very serious. This was very serious. Yeah. What you got? Do you want to extend the, the conversation? Just for a couple minutes. Okay. But we need something good. What's good? What, what have you been watching? Oh, you can't make fun of my shows anymore. I'm not making Although fun of Although I did watch. <laughs> <laughs> There's two movies. I just watched the second one. And it is, gosh, is it German? I think it's German. It's The Midwife. And it's this woman who is a midwife, but all these crazy murder things happen, and she kind of solves them. And it's, of course, back in the old days. Oh, she's just like the Sherlock Holmes of midwives. Kind of, but but that kind of happened to her, so she has to escape, and then, you know, they get solved. <laughs> so, so she's a magnet for all <laughs> these kinds is. of things. She is. She's hmm. got some bad luck. Right. Bad luck. Uh, it's totally based on the real story. I'm sure. sure it is, yes. Yeah. yes. So you enjoyed that one? I did. I mean, yeah, well, I, I'm running out of options. <laughs> There's just none left. I mean, I watched, oh, that hotel, the Seaside Hotel. That was Dutch. I enjoyed that one. Right. There's just not, I'm, I'm going through all the languages I'm going through. There's just not much left. So, out of curiosity, yes. any adversity to, or are you adverse to watching things in English? <laughs> no, but, and I've watched like all the British period films and series. There aren't really a lot of American films of that era. And you were that, dedicated to that era? I just really like it. Not even not, not, not even that specific era, just kind of in the past. I just, I love the, the culture, you know, just learning about that. How did people live? How did they cook? What did they wear? How did they, you know, raise their families? Anything from like up until about the 60s interests me. Then I'm like, meh, that's about, I was born after, you know, not too long after that. So it doesn't seem that different to me, but it's very different. So, so you liked <laughs> the first episode, first two episodes of WandaVision and you hated the rest of them. I liked them. Well, no, I mean, I did like them. 
you know, it, that WandaVision was weird. It was weird. It was not my favorite. Oh, okay. It was. I watched it, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is so great. I guess what's going to happen next. Right. And what do you think about the Falcon Winter Soldier right now? Eh. Right. So maybe you're marveled out. I might be marveled out, but I'm just I'm kind of violenced out as I as I say this midwife is getting attacked by a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for saying it type. for me. It's not like you know, there's 20 minutes of scenes of just fighting, 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 fighting. I think that's what I'm over. Mm. You know, like the murderer comes, runs out, and you don't really see much, and that lasts for like two minutes. Mm. But then the story is kind of around what's happened. Right. And that's not, I'm not into murder movies. I'm just looking for kind of period pieces. And that's, like I said, I'm go- I've gone through them all, and now it's kind of like whatever's left right. I'm watching. Okay. I believe Zoe's playlist is back. Oh, good. So I like I that. That's fun. One or two, so that's in English. Yeah, and it's fun. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know what? The English things, the American things, we don't really have those period pieces. You know, I like the Pioneer stuff, but after that, I mean, there's just not a whole lot. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Because our country is so much younger. Right. We don't have a lot of the history that they have in other countries, so they have more, maybe they they just have more to choose from to make movies out of. I don't know. That makes sense, yeah. Now, you and Sienna watched a series while we were out in Roanoke without me. We did? Yeah. We Was it Tales of New Monkey or something like that? What? The martial arts thing. Tales of the New Monkey. Tales of a the series. Yeah, you guys watched them all in the hotel, like in one shot, almost. Uh, That's Santa, it. You're supposed to be sleeping. The New Legends of Monkey. <laughs> if you didn't hear her, she just yelled down from her room, letting us know what the name of the series was. New Legends of Monkey. How was that? Oh. Apparently, so good that you do not remember a thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you know it was good. It was you know. Entertaining a good wholesome family. Okay. I don't remember. I think we need to get your memory checked. No, I think if it's something that I'm really interested in, I'll remember it. Because you could talk about German butchers all day I long. I could tell you all about the German butcher. <laughs> I could tell you about him and about those poor pigs with the mirror. Right. Those poor pigs. <laughs> but you know how it is. I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff we watch, it's fun, but it's not like the superhero movies. They're fun, but it's not. You're not really learning anything from them, or you're not. Right. There's not really a point. It's a good guy, a bad guy. They fight a lot, and then one wins. Okay. So. I don't. I guess my my inside, my subconscious doesn't feel like I really need to commit that to memory and use up those brain spaces. Right. So I think that you're missing out because it's not what you're saying. It's not all fighting, fighting, fighting. In fact, Falcon and Winter Soldier is probably probably the most talky series that they've had in a while. Well, that time I kept falling asleep and waking up, and every time I woke up, they were fighting. That was different. That was Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, that's right. That was Godzilla versus King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of happened in the Falcon. In the Not Winter really, Soldier. no. They were a lot. They were they... fighting in that alley, and there was like the truck. That's it, though. And then they were talking the rest a of the time. Long time. Well, you know, like they, ha- they have to have an action scene. Thirty-minute fight scene. No, it was not thirty-minute fight scene. Like it. <laughs> it might feel like it for you. It's not. It's very. Yeah. It was very tough. I guess I'm just tired of that. I'm just tired of all the battles and the action, and you know, I just kind of want to relax okay. a little bit. Well, I can't give you too much heat because I've watched several. TV series in the past couple of weeks that I really enjoyed and like absolutely devoured and for the life of me I can't remember a single one <laughs> and you liked that was it Korean movie? I did Train to Mulan yeah that was probably not Mulan was it Mulan? no <laughs> no Bar- Bar- Train to Busan Busan I'm like Mulan Mulan is a whole <laughs> different she was yeah. waiting at the end of the train that's stop. right yeah that's a, I'll make a whole other movie no, Train to Busan and that was bar none the single best zombie movie I've ever seen it was good and, and it, a lot of it was just the attention to detail and that's what I think and I, I love American movies I'm not saying that I don't like them but I think a lot of times the focus is more on the big action than on the smaller details and sometimes and that's what I like about some of these movies it's, it's the smaller details that are like wow yes but Train to Busan had some kick 
but action too. Well, it did. When that but... wave of zombies, they just kind of, kind of going one over the other to inside the train to get. I mean, it was like, <gasps> yeah. it was astounding. So good. Mm-hmm. That's got to be one of my top ten favorite movies of all time now. Wow. Yeah, and I'm not. I don't like reading subtitles. I know. It, I, I feel like I'm taken away from <clears throat> from what's going on on screen because I'm constantly after having to read. Mm-hmm. But after a while, you just. I forgot I was reading. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was like great. The German butcher. Yeah, I think I'd probably be reading a little much. <laughs> it wasn't quite as action packed. No, yeah, no, it was good. If you've not watched Train to Busan, it is a Korean movie. It is subtitled, but it is so worth it. I'm telling you, you will enjoy it. If you like zombie movies, if you don't like zombie movies, stay away from it because it is a good zombie movie. And it's not your typical zombie movie. It's not. It's not. It's very. It's not good. like The Walking Dead. And yeah, they're all kind no. of the same. Oh, but I watch those. <laughs> but uh, warning: the ending, brutal, especially if you have kids. And that's all I'm going to say. No spoilers here, but wow. Hit me right between the eyes. Well, I didn't even think of that other situation that wasn't, that was really tough. It had nothing to do with kids. Other situation. In that movie? Yeah. Well, there are several yeah. situations. But, I but the I one cried twice. The one that hit me the hardest was, <clears throat> was, was the end. Yeah. All right. I think we've gone on long enough. I think I, this is what we need to do. I think we need to make this into a conversation piece. And we can talk about because I, I would love for the audience to know about the book that you've been reading for a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, but I just can't pick it up. <laughs> so good that you just can't when pick I'm it up. When I'm reading it, I can't put it down. Right. Once I put it down, I can't pick it back up. It doesn't make sense. Well, and I told you why. Yeah, but it doesn't make but sense. we'll get into that later. Yeah. Okay. For those of you who don't know what the book is, you want to, you want to share the name of the book? It's The Book of Joy. I believe that's the name of it. Yeah, I should know. I've been reading it for a year and a half. Now yeah. i got to look. And it was written by Desmond Tutu. No, it's an interview. Yeah, the book of no, joy. So people can't hear you all the way out I'm there. Sorry. It's an interview. But this guy goes, it's this incredible interview where he spends a week with um, the Dalai Lama and the Archbishop doesn't teach you. And um, it's incredible the things they say. But I just have this weird, innate anti-self-help self-help book sort of thing. And I don't know what it is. I, it, it, I hate that I have this. <laughs> but it kind of like, I don't think about it. God, I read this. It's, it almost seems like a chore. But then I read it. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I don't want to put it down. Right. But then something happens and I have to put it down. And I have a hard time picking it back up again. Right. Right. <clears throat> well, I am dying to read it, so I need you to finish it. Yeah, I'll try to finish it this weekend. Awesome. Okay, I think that's going to do it for today. Thanks so much for listening once again. want to remind you, something we haven't mentioned before, actually, we are part of a network of shows that we'd love for you to subscribe to. If you are into metaphysics, I host a show called The Skeptic Metaphysician. You can look it up on all major podcasting platforms. If you are looking for some help with mental health challenges, we also produce a show called calm, cool, and connected. That is part of our podcast family. And if you live in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, we do a show called Living 757. Look those up because I'm sure you'll enjoy them as well as as this one. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you are listening to us there. Give us a review if you wouldn't mind. It would take just a few minutes and it would really help the show get an audience. It help us a lot. And I'm still holding, out hope, still holding out hope that that French person is actually a French person and not a robot. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's a bot. It's probably actually just Buzzsprout. It's probably um, the, the, our hosting service that... Yeah. Know, yeah, that's probably what it is, sadly. But, <sighs> I was so excited. I know, I was too. But anywho, <laughs> thanks again for listening. Uh, we'll see you again next time. Until then, take care. Until then, sorry. <laughs> I'm Will. And I'm Karen. And we are still, still married. married. Mm-hmm.